that certainly didn't go to Gorquad on the left. Amble was so clever, so good. And Murphy is it. What a goal. What a blues. The young and the old together. The ground and there it is. Paulson, McGovern again. Oh, yes. This to give Carlton the lead. They're in front. The Blue Boys. Stopping and dropping. Betts gets in and the table here was gone. And you can put down the glasses. It's an amigo. It's an amigo for the finish it off. Kick it, Jeffrey. He does. Carlton are on their way to Sydney. We're back. The Blues are back. In the words of Patrick Cripps, the Blues are back. Blue baggers, welcome to another edition of the Blues Footy Podcast. It's your host, Jed Zetter here, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. What a performance. Gee, we needed... We haven't really had a comfortable win like that... In a while. ...the entire year. Well, um, Bulldogs, mate, since the Bulldogs... That, we kind of, that kind of, you know, was still up in the air at three-quarter time. This yeah, was just... We, we never looked like losing. I, I don't think we could have played better last night, apart from our... Exactly. In front of goal. Exactly. It was we actually completely dominated them from the get go in all facets of the game. Yeah. It was it was just a complete ground domination. It was There's not one position which I can say, yeah, probably Gold Coast got on top of us in that area. Oh no, no, not at all. I thought our midfield was um, superior is the word. You know what? When you've got Murphy and Kerno hitting targets and firing like they were, it just complements Cripps' work that he does every week. It complements Setterfield. Setterfield had a huge night, I thought. Setterfield was going at 83% up until half-time. Yeah, I mean, look... Setterfield was massive. Will, Will Setterfield, it's not just the fact he's hitting targets, but if you actually look where he's kicking, I genuinely believe, whether he hits the target or not, he goes for the best option every single time. And he, last night, he was almost that quarterback midfielder standing at the back of the centre square Setterfield. He was more on the defensive side, and Murphy was kind of on the other side of the centre square. And I liked it. And that's yeah. what they usually do the opposite. Yeah, and you know, then you obviously got Kerno, Walsh and Cripps, oh. and Jack Martin, who, oh. <laughs> great to have him back, because he's just... that how, is, how he good is, is Martin? It looked like he was playing a different football. I actually thought it looked like he was... You know, training. It just looked like he was doing things he'd do at training. He's just so slick. He's so clean, Jack. Um, Jack Martin. He's just brilliant. But yeah, Talk, I mean, talking for... about Jacks. Yeah, we like the we Jacks like the, the other moment. Jack. Jack Nunes. Jackie Nunes. Wow, he's he's just come. He's come a long way. And his head would have been in the clouds all week, but he came out with a massive first Mate, quarter. That's you know what? After what he did last week, you, all you can ask is for him to back back it up with a good performance. He backed it up with an unbelievable performance. He's playing really good footy, and you know he's comfortable in the Carlton twenty-two. Is in he's clearly found his role as that offensive winger. He's playing really good footy, Jack News. I don't know what much more he could be. He doing covers right the now. ground. He takes a lot of marks, and he bobs up with the goal every week. Is in nah, the fact we got him and Jack Martin for free. Yeah, it's and and I know we were we were right on Nunes' back at the beginning of the year, but, but, we, but well, and it was fair. It was because but we all but we did always acknowledge that he always just did enough not to be dropped. Exactly, you've been on that, and yeah. now he's doing and now he's way more. He's comfortable now. He's now finding his feet. I think in our twenty-two and and for sure and going forward, I dare to say next year lining up at round one, I, unless we recruit and you know a big winger, I think he's our winger. Yeah, round one I, next year. I'll put it this way. I'd be pretty upset if he wasn't playing for the next few games this year. Like, I, he'd, he'd, I'd consider him to be an out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is an out now. Yeah. He is an out. And, I mean, it's one thing to kick that goal last week, but now but to come side, out and back it up. the goal, because he played really well against North Melbourne. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just Port saying. Port Adelaide, yeah. It's easy for someone to come out and have a stinker after for kicking sure. that goal. But he's come out and had a ripper. 
Yeah. And, I mean, you can't like, ask for more. Testament to him, really. Well, before we analyse the game anymore, we're going to bring in our guest for the week. It's time now to introduce this week's special guest. He's a fellow blue bagger, one of our very best mates. His name is Josh Port. Porty, welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Porty, great to have you on, mate. We've got you on specifically for this game because it's a bit of a family rivalry for you, isn't it? Tell us about the Carlton Gold Coast game in the Port household. Yeah, yeah. The Carlton Gold Coast rivalry is um, it's it's definitely up there. It, it's the biggest rivalry in our household. Yeah, my brother actually, for some reason, is a Gold Coast fan. He he converted uh, a few years back. So yeah, it's uh, it's always a tense a tense game. It's got to be the only household in Australia where. Carlton Gold Coast is like the headline game. Like I live with Carlton Richmond, which kind of has a bit of merit, but Carlton Gold Coast—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so like it's just peculiar, is it not? It's weird to get hyped up for a Carlton Gold Coast game. It is. It is. It's uh, yeah. When you, when you see that on a fixture, it's just a bit of—it's a bit of a weird game for most people. But uh, yeah, it's the first one usually that I look for on the fixture, which is. Which is not something I can say everyone does. <laughs> well, at least Carlton put in probably their most professional win of the year last night. Um, immediate thoughts on it? Uh, I thought it was a good win. I thought it was a win we needed to have. Very dominant. But, yeah, I, I've been stressing for a few weeks. I think our goal kicking is something that will hurt us if against a good team. Um, yeah, that sure. was something that scared me. But, yeah, good no, win. Definitely was a good win. I do agree with you. I mean... If you look at last night's game, it was clinical on all levels around the ground, except for our goal kicking. And you're right, if you come up against, you know, a top four team, you're probably not going to win that game. And, and we saw last year's qualifying final, Brisbane kicked like seven goals, 20 or something, and ended up, you know, having as much domination around the ground as Richmond, but had their pants pulled down on the scoreboard. You yeah. just have to convert. No, you do. And you especially do. now, because we're in a position where I think percentage is going to be massive. And it would have been handy to get another three or four percent last night. You know, if you if you kick five of those eighteen behinds, if you kick goals, you win by ten goals, and that is majorly percentage boosting in this year. It, it is. It yeah. is. Well, yeah, I think it's something that scared me over the past few weeks. Like, even if you look at our game against Fremantle, our game against who was it, North Melbourne? Like, yep. you know, we won those games by seven points or you know a few points, but that was all just our behinds the issue is there's not a lot of blokes who I genuinely trust from the set shot I couldn't agree more because even guys like Martin Cripps Casbolt Mackay I don't love them from the set shot well they all missed set shots last night there's no one that is just like yep he ain't probably Betts I think Gibbons yeah but Gibbons I think I think our best set shot in our team is Mitch McGovern, who obviously yeah, wasn't playing yeah. last. That's yeah, a great no, that's call. a fair call. Great call. Or Nunes. <laughs> Nunes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Only when he's kicking from the Perth Casino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Porty, we're yeah. going to start from the back line and move up the ground. Starting off with our defenders, how do you think they fared last night? Who do you think you know stood out? Could there have been anyone who could have played a little bit better? I thought the defence was, yeah, rock solid. I mean, yeah, which were the words I was going to use? That was strong suit. I, I thought Doherty was good. I thought, obviously, Wiedering and Jones did a great job. King was nowhere near. Did he play? Seeing. Yeah, I know. I didn't, didn't even realise. <laughs> Must be playing for St Kilda this week. Um, 
But um, yeah, the, I thought yeah, those two were rock solid. Doherty definitely helped helped kind of command that back line. Simpson, you know, does a steady job as always. Yeah, I thought Samo could have done a few things cleaner. But towards the end of the game, he was a little bit cleaner. But yeah, besides that, I thought they were pretty well organised, which is good to see. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think Doherty just commanding the boys around. He's a great leader, and obviously Weedering and Jones. That was a typical Weedering and Jones partnership performance, I think. They were both unbelievable. They both just communicate with each other, and you saw they didn't really clash a lot last night. Usually they'll both yes. hit packs. Last night they were supporting each other really well. There was a lot of talk going on, which which I love to see. But, yeah, I do agree. Petrevsky Seedham probably could have had a better game. He, well, his he, first three kicks were direct turnovers in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, so he, he could have been tardier, as Portie mentioned. So I think it's a very fair analysis oh, of the back line. Look, and the, Simpson... Oh, rock solid are the words to use. They just didn't put it... They didn't have a heap to do. And that was probably the first game in a while where Doherty's been able to organise because that was Doherty's best game in a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, nah, they, they really were. They just they didn't have much to do when they needed to do. They you know, were pretty good at getting numbers back. No, they worked well. Weedering's a star. You know, Weed- why Weedering's- does Wayne Carey kept going on about how he's maybe in the discussion for the All-Australian team? Oh, he's not in the discussion. Like, he's, he's already had his blazer fitted. Yeah. Like, what do you mean, the discussion? The only way Weedering won't make the All-Australian team is if he is literally injured and out for the year, God forbid, Or if week. there's a couple of brown paper bags under the table for Darcy Moore to take his spot. Yeah, or you, you know, never, never no, put but... anything past big old Eddie. And how reliable, Porty? Tommy Williamson? Oh, how yeah. good is he? Yeah. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah, taking the game off. The thing that I noticed with Williamson, I don't know if you boys have noticed this, he is the best tackler in our team. Mm. The very best. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go early here. The last three or four weeks, there hasn't been an instance where Williamson has gone in to tackle someone and hasn't stuck the tackle. He's quick. He's quick. Off, of, yeah. off t- 20 metres or aggressive. whatever Aggressive. Yeah. How aggressive is he? He's I love good, it. Yeah. You can see that heart and soul. He, he definitely cares about his footy as well. You know, he's missed so much footy that... I think he just appreciates that he's out there and he just goes so hard every game. Yeah, it's a great call. And I think with Weider, uh, sorry, with Williamson now, he's actually now backing his body in. He's got the confidence to take the game on, which we didn't see in his first four or five games, which is fair enough. But he's now got that aggressive runoff half back. He breaks lines. He goes straight through the middle. Yeah, I'm a massive I, I, Williamson fan. I also think for someone like Williamson, having the comfort and knowing that there's still going to be Jones and Weidering behind you, yeah, is is also you know makes them able to take the game on through the middle a bit. The the back six intertwine with each other. Perfectly. They're locked in, as in you know the back group is so locked in. It's just. I think the only way Caleb Marchbank makes his way into this team is in another position. He won't break into the defence. Yeah, unless no, he there's won't. an injury. The only one to come back into that back group is Newman. Yeah, 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 and and I mean right now. I know they don't play the exact same role, but it's probably Petrovsky Seedham who will go Petr- out. It is Petrovsky, because I think Simpson's playing yeah. good footy. Oh, Simpson is, yeah. Simpson's in Great. our top 10 players this year. I actually think this is Simpson's best year since 2014. Pordy, what are your thoughts on the veteran? How good is he? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah you just watch him every game, and you just appreciate that you're going to watch. He, he just, yeah, he, he just looks so clean. He goes so hard. It, yeah. After this many years, you'd think he'd, he'd try and slow up a bit and care about his body, but... He does it. He puts his body on the line every single contest. It's just unbelievable to watch. And it's also the first time 
really in his whole career that Simo's gone from that rebounding halfback flanker to a real shutdown back pocket, and he doesn't miss yeah. a beat. He actually, I, I've you know been reading articles all week about whether Simpson should be offered a contract. As oh, in, come on. real on form, like Simpson's easily playing in this team. He's, no quest- he's, he's in our top 10 now BNF, Bob. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's no question about it. He just hasn't put a foot wrong this year, Simpson. And he's not going to get the 20, 25 possessions like he did back in, you know, eight, nine years ago. But as in... Like, he doesn't need it. He, yeah, he, he really doesn't because he's just been playing such a good shutdown role, Simpson. He's, he, and once again, it's safe. And yeah, no, I, I actually can't speak more highly of Cade Simpson's last six, seven weeks, really. Yeah, I agree. I think after the Bulldogs game... We sort of were unsure. We were a bit like, is he in our team? You know, should he go on? Shouldn't he go on? He cemented his spot. I hope and, he goes and, on. I really hope he does. Ah, oh, same. Because if he goes on, dare I say, he should hit 350 games. Yep. And that would be just remarkable. Remarkable. And, and look, and if he does go on, it does make it very interesting for when Newman's back in this team next year. Yeah. Because yeah. I like Newman. But this is what we want. This we, is exactly we, what we want. We want selection headaches we want it to be very hard to pick a 22 we want you know 36 to 38 capable players on our list for sure now moving into the midfield now it was we'll start with the ruck battle i think because it was very odd to see not that i you know not that i didn't like it but to conning and pittanet shared the ruck duties last night what are your thoughts on it, Porty? What like, do you think? That's something that we can persist with going forward, or do you think we need to pick one and stick with one? Yeah, it was an interesting. It was really interesting to me because I, I also found Casbolt not being around the ball a bit interesting as well. Like, yeah. you know, I I do like having Casbolt as that second right kind of getting around the ball, but yeah, I thought Pidnet had a had an odd game. He was just. He wasn't around the ground much. Like he, I didn't really see him, you know, taking marks down the line. But in terms of the ruck battle, it was definitely, you know, Wits is, you know, a premier ruckman in this competition. So, yeah, I, I think it was necessary. But um, uh, I thought, I thought we did okay in the ruck battle. You know, we got the clearances, and that's that's what matters. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. It, 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 you described it perfectly. It was just odd. Because I was definitely for selecting, you know, Pitonet to ruck with Deconing against Wits, but I just thought Pitonet would be used way more around the ground. Mm. Well, the, the it, thing is, Deconing's better than Pitonet at a centre bounce. Yes, but in terms of just Deconing gave away four free kicks after half time, and he it's just, got a bit lazy, didn't he? It, it, that's exactly what it is, and and I speak about it a lot. Our big men, as soon as they're slightly out positioned. Their instinct is to grapple and go, you know, for contact, which yeah. is they just give away unnecessary free kicks. And De Koning had two of them from a ruck stoppage inside 450, yeah, just, where he was just out positioned. Just and left gave Gold away Coast a, off the hook. Exactly. But yeah, I just thought Pinnanet would have spent a little bit more time around the ground than what he did. And I just think now, when McGovern is ready to come back into the team, I think the way to go without Cruiser is De Koning and Casbolt. I yeah. think that is the way to go. And it's, it's so crazy because... I mean, we're not taking anything away from Pitonet because he's still a very good He's ruckman. done such an able job this year. He and is. he hasn't really put a foot wrong, has he? Well, apart from maybe one or two games yeah, where he was I, I just think DeConing's going to offer... I, we've actually got to get games into him because, you know, by the time he hits game 30, number 40, he's going to be offering a lot more than what Pitonet does. I think Tom DeConing is going to be really good. I, I'm going... I, I think he's going to be good. You saw... We've seen... 
you know, we see the, glimpses. It's glimpses. It's in the three games that he's played. You can see that he's able and that he's got the. You know, we don't like saying potential because it's such a everyone's got potential. But no, it's, that, got, that word's banned. I'm going to use it. He's got the potential as like to be something special. You can see he's good oh, he's in the got, air. He's got the skill set. He's yeah, got that's sticky hands. Skill set. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm a massive you know believer in deconing in his future, and I think the way to go is probably when Cruiser comes back. Play Cruiser. You can even play Deconing with Cruiser. I don't think you can play Deconing and Pinnanet together much. Depends on the matchup. I just, I just but... didn't understand what Pinnanet like Pin, last night. Because the issue with Pinnanet is you can't if Pinnanet's not playing in the ruck. There's no way really for him to play. That that that's, is the that's issue. the issue with Pinnanet. That is the issue. He's just and we've spoken. He's just an old school ruckman, and there's nothing wrong with that if he's rucking solo with Casbolt going for five percent. Yeah, but. They, they can't split the ruck, Pittenet to Koning. No, no, they can't. Yeah. And they probably will next week. But I'm just saying, when McGovern's available and we get that extra tall forward... But but they can... I think they can if it's against one of your A-grade, A-grade ruckmen. And Brody Grundy's an A-grade ruckman. Get away with Pittenet and Deconing. Yeah. I agree. They'll, they'll go in with both next week. Uh, and I think maybe the difference is we'll see Pittenet take more of the ruck duties and maybe Deconing up forward So the more. week after Collingwood, we've got Sydney... Mm. I'm pretty sure it's Sydney. See, yeah, I don't know if you play both against no. Sydney, and I don't think, if, and you don't, and you beat... don't against GWS either. Yeah, but if if we beat Collingwood, how can they drop one? Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's this is where it gets to the yeah, point the ruck, of the year the where good. where you're looking at you know games that well, need to be play, won, and you make, you make the ballsy calls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about our midfield party, Mark Murphy was. <laughs> He, any, every time he got it, he's just hitting targets. He does these... I love when he drops the ball so low that it's about to hit the ground and he just belts a bullet pass, 30 metres, the vision. He did in, some 30-metre handball last night as well. Oh, over yeah. the top yeah, onto yeah, the flank? Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable, yeah. Porty, thoughts on Murph, the veteran. You know, he's copped yeah. a lot of flack this year, but, you know, from what I can see, he's back. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wasn't his biggest fan for the past few weeks, but... um. Yeah, uh, he just showed us, you know, why he's been such a good player for a long time. He just has those smarts of knowing what to do. Yeah, he does, doesn't um, he? And yeah, when he got the ball, he just felt comfortable that he was going to do something good every time he got it last night. And luckily for us, he got it quite a bit. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the midfield was great. I, I mean, I, I couldn't fault any of our midfielders. I no. thought they were, they were all, you know, did their job perfectly. Even like, you know... Guys like Setterfield got the ball plenty, did a lot well. Like, um, yeah, I, and I mean, Sam Walsh. There's not yeah. much else to say. <laughs> how, how good is he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just he's just a star already. He's just so good. He's so good to watch. He, he's so classy with it. He, he's kind of like that Murphy. I, I feel like he's a kind of a similar player to Murphy, which isn't a bad thing. He's just... He gets the ball and you feel so comfortable when he's got it. It's just yeah. he's going to do the right thing. The that's, player, that's what I'm, you the player I'm going with for Walsh is Cochin. I reckon he's going to be a bit of a you know mm. Cochin 2012 to 16 type but of player. But he's got more. He's got more pace, I think, than Cochin had. Yeah, I don't know. Cochin was very good. Was he very? I can't. Remember. Was Cochin quick? Yeah, he kicked. I feel, and like, he had like, I feel in, like Walsh and Cochin, was and Cochin had like a couple of real goal kicking years as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, I reckon they're going to be very similar at, like, at like their peaks, Cochin and Walsh, which well, obviously... You wouldn't mind a Brownlow from... Yeah, I'd take a Brownlow. <laughs> We're not... Oh, I'd take the premiership captain part. But um, 
Yeah. I'll take both. Yeah. But, and, and, I think, and we've been very critical about Carlton's one-pace midfield, but really, I think we just exposed their one-pace midfield of Miller, Greenwood, Swallow, absolutely ran them around the ground. Because that was a complete domination around the ground. Like, the spread was massive. There was a play in the last quarter. I think it was like eight kicks from full back up to full mm. forward. Probably resulted in like an Eddie Betts drop mark or something like that. <laughs> but the, our midfield was just so clearly on top. Yeah, it was. It was. I, th- I want someone I want to talk about Mitch Robinson Jr. Matty Cottery didn't do much in the first half, but I thought he came out in the second half, and that was a perform that that second half performance was him saying at halftime, "All right, if I don't step up here and get the ball, I'm going to be out." And he yeah. and he said, "Well, look, we're 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 playing good footy. Big game against Collingwood next week. I don't want to go out." And he's just had a massive second half, but. Get his stats up here. Yeah. How many touches did Cottrell have? Um, twelve. And I reckon eleven of them came in the second half. Yep. Because I, I think, think so. he went into yeah. halftime on one touch. So he's had a. So huge... Was he playing more up on like the wing, like the defensive side I think of the he wing? He was. We've seen him sort of so, drift yeah. off half. So he's almost like the defensive winger, and Nunes is the offensive winger. Yep. Yep. Is and that how they're going? And I think it's working well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just love seeing players with passion because I think that's what we've lacked a lot over the past few years. And, yeah, just seeing Cottrell's passion is just so hard at the footy. And, yeah, he's he does – he looks like he wants it. He looks like he wants it a lot, which is, yeah, a great thing. He, he yeah, he definitely has a good mindset for footy, which is what I love to mm. see. No, I, 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 I just feel like he's like one game away from giving away the stupidest 50-meter penalty or just yeah. getting in well, the that, face of someone. That's what Mitch Robinson was, wasn't but he? There, there was a moment last night where I was going, just don't – do anything, just like oh, just was. yeah, there was. He was getting up in arm. Yeah. I forgot who it was. I was just saying, just talk, don't hit. It was one of Gold yeah. Coast senior players. He was getting up in his face. Who yeah. was it? I forgot. Can't but remember. There was a moment yeah. where I just thought, oh my god, he's going to give away a fifty. <laughs> no, but I like that he plays on edge. Yeah, no, that's what you that's what you want, especially from a guy in his third fourth game. I mean, yeah. that's. He, he couldn't be doing much more. I know, he, he'll hold his spot. Yeah, no, he will. Yeah. Midfield talks well. Will Setterfield, as we were saying, Porty, before he jumped on, I feel like every time he gets the ball, he he genuinely goes for the best option available. Yeah, yeah it looks like he has, you know, as much time as he wants. You know, you wouldn't know he doesn't have a basketball background. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like he has all the time in the world when he gets the ball. He just always... Yeah, picks the right option. It, it doesn't have to be by foot, by hand. Often, Setterfield just yeah knows where to put the footy out in front. Yeah, it, it just yeah a classy player. He is. He He's is. really making Simon White's forty three his own now. He <laughs> is. He really is. Yeah. He, no, he he he's a star though. Um, Will Setterfield. Yeah, he really is. I can't believe the improvement. Oh, it's drastic. Oh, He's played like thirty games as well. I can't believe it. I think every. I think this is. Really, a time where everything's coming together for a lot of our youngsters. The stars are aligning, and it's happening at the right time. Uh, forward line. Now, I want to start off with a man who sort of, you know, shared a game in the forward pocket, but also up the ground on the wing. Zach Fisher. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. this is this is what we've wanted to see from Fish. This is his 2018 form coming back, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he he just looks he looks so lively every time he goes near it. Yeah, he just looks looks like he wants to break the lines every time. Just you know, straight through the corridor as well. Like he's you know, even though he had that run on the boundary line, I mean, often he just goes you know goes through the middle and yeah, breaks the lines. Yeah, it's yeah, it's great to see. 
I actually think that was... I know he kicked four the other week against West Coast, but I think that was his most complete performance in a long time because I thought Zach Fisher looked like our most dangerous forward when the ball... We looked very dangerous when the ball hit the deck last night, and mm. I think he was at the centre of that Fisher. And I, I know he didn't... I don't think he kicked a goal, but you know the bet's goal was basically Fisher's. But yeah, I, yeah. I thought Fish. I thought Fisher was outstanding last night. I really did. I think I just think yeah. that was his most complete game. Yeah, no, because he, he I got agree. he got a lot of his possessions like thirty five to sixty five out from goal, like in that vicinity yeah. of the ground. But I think that's where you want. No, him. it's it's good. It's good. He he was yeah, he looked exactly. really good last night, Fisher. He did. Um, before and, and I want I want I want this to lead into the coaching discussion, but we'll we'll bring it back to the coaching discussion. We'll just quickly go through the rest of our forwards. Harry Mackay, two goals for. Yep. A, I mean, look, a great game. He was but, clunking him at least. Yeah, but, but yeah. it was almost an almost game as well. Yeah. Because you want him to yeah. kick them. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a good game. I, I thought, you know, that's what you want him to... Like, obviously, goal kicking mentioned earlier, but I think that's what you want Harry Mackay to do. You, you need him to yeah. take grounds. The lead-up lead was great. Like, something that you want to see, like, you know, often yes. you have the ball 45, 50 out... And then he just had that kind of lead into the pocket. Obviously, you want him to kick those. Uh, he wasn't kicking them every time, but yeah, he was. He was leading really well. He was making space. Mm. Um, I thought. I thought he was making a contest um, in the forward line, which was really good, especially when our forward line wasn't wasn't as complete. You know, with all the injuries as we would have liked, I thought he was making a really good contest down there. No, that's that's very fair. I, look, I agree. He took eight marks with a bar of soap, really, and he had six or seven shots on goal. Yeah. So you know, he, he look. He, you know, there's games where you could have that game and you'll kick five. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I didn't mean to be harsh. I still thought he was really good. I just no, yeah, he was. I just really he, he, he's a bit annoying. I find yeah, him yeah, annoying. Yeah, that's what it, I is. just want him to kick those goals because yeah. honestly. Going forward, I mean, if we are going to, you know, put ourselves in finals contention this year... Oh, he's dropped it. We need... He's dropped, well, no, he's dropped, we'll, no we'll you've, ha- oh, you've, you've dropped the magic word. The F word. Oh, well, ha- well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They asked Teague, and I actually love this, they asked Teague about finals, you know, if he still thinks Carlton are a chance, and he said, absolutely. He said, yeah. Carlton go into every game I, 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 thinking, he said thinking if, that they can win. He said, if we play the football we want, we'll make it. Yeah, so I'm, I, agree. I'm, I'm, I haven't dropped it. Don't, don't put that on me. <laughs> no, on. Just holding everyone to account here. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. if we are going to go deep into a season, then we need H kicking the goals that he wasn't last night. Yeah, we do. Let's move into the coaching discussion. All right. Teague is a Dave, marvellous... Dave, Yeah, no. Nah, well, we're all aboard the Teague train. I think everyone listening yeah. is well aboard the Teague train Positive as well. Positive win-loss ratio for as Dave. As soon as I mention David Teague, Bolt's face just lights up. You can't you can't swipe the smile off his face. And we were talking before... Well, it's been a long time since we've had a likeable coach. Yes, yeah. probably fair. We had, you know, we had happy and we had angry. Yeah. And now we've, and now we've got, and now we've got winning. <laughs> Oh, it's a good call. It's a good call. Now, I said I wanted to talk about the coach after Zach Fisher's after we discussed Zach Fisher's game, but I'll explain why. I thought the comment you made, Bolt, about where he or was it Porty, where he gets the ball, you know, thirty five yeah. to fifty meters out, that's where we want him to get it. And I think And same goes with Gibbons. Yeah, and I think David Teague last night got every single matchup correct. Yeah. And he had everyone playing where we want them to play. 
Yeah. I don't think anyone but last he's done this. He even did, out of position. He even did this against West Coast. I think he's put us in the best positions before the bounce. Match-up yeah. selection. I think he's really good at organising them. It's just little, you know, um, flaws in that game plan. Where we, and Gold Coast three goals came from us, yeah. you know, um, pushing too many numbers ahead, committing too many numbers ahead of the ball, and they just had acres of space to work in the Gold Coast. Yeah. But, you know, that's going to happen when you got the ball parked in your half for 80% of the game. Yeah, exactly. Porty... We like to rate Teague every week on the show. Give him a rating out of 10 and tell us something that you thought he did well and then something that maybe he could have done better. Yeah, look, I, I gave him a 9. I honestly thought it was a great coaching performance. I think the one flaw, as Bolt said, was was just kind of pushing too many men forward. I, I guess the question was, you know, like, we usually kind of have that loose man, but I felt like that loose man kind of pushed a bit too forward in that attack and he wasn't kind of there to help stop that break but I thought otherwise he just he coached for the conditions really well as well I thought like you know we started off the game I know people didn't like it that much but those kind of chip kicks around the ground we were keeping possession which in such a you know dewy kind of conditions I thought that's exactly what we needed to do just keep the ball find the right opportunity and it's something that we don't do often where we keep possession, kind of like chip up, chip around the ground. But I thought we did that very well last night. And I thought that was probably part of the game plan where he was just like, keep possession, go forward when you see the opportunity. And I thought that was very well coached. Yeah, no, nah, it's spot on. That's why I'm actually going to give him a 10 because I think if we, if our forwards convert our opportunities and we win by 10 goals or more... I think everyone's giving Teague a 10. And I just, I, I look at that game and I think if I'm the coach, I'm absolutely wrapped because I did all I could do. You know, I put us in a position where we could have 25 scoring shots to seven. That is a complete and utter obliteration, really. And yeah, I'm giving Teague a 10. He got everything right last night. Bolt, do you agree? Yeah, I'll give him a nine because, um, you know, I'm a bit... I don't like dishing out tens, That's but um, <laughs> but no, no we, that was our most complete performance under Dave. In just in terms of, it, it was just a full ground domination. I can't put it any other way. It yeah. really was. And I mean, some people were saying last night that the coaches, you know, will go back after that and they will be happy, but they won't be ecstatic, you know, because we only won by thirty points. Well, but we got the full. I was very nervous about last I night. I think the coaches. Yeah. When that siren goes, they're high fiving. They're ecstatic. They've, Mate. they've, they've, you know, they've had twenty five scoring shots to seven. Drinks back at the Stantons. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Now we'll move on to the players. Porty, give us your top three from last night and give them a rating out of ten. Uh, I would say Murphy. I think is going to be on everyone's list. Uh, I thought he was just superb on it. I don't like giving out 10s either, but I, I thought that was as close to a 10 out of 10 performance as you'll see. Yeah, that's fair. It was just unbelievable. Um, I thought Cripps had a really good game. He's someone who, you know, we just kind of expect those games from at this point, but I just thought he played really well. He got, you know, he got plenty of the ball, contested possession. He, he got us those opportunities to go forward. And then my third, you know, it's always... It's a nice thing when it's tough to decide who's in your top three. But, um, yeah, like, I know Bolt won't be happy with me, but I actually put Harry in there. I thought I thought he played, like, obviously besides his goal-kicking let him down, but I thought he played a really good game. Like, he played the game he needed to play besides the goal-kicking. And That's fair. Obviously, we have players that 
I could have put in there, but I just thought, you know, Harry deserves, you know, credit for his game. Yep, that's fair. Bolt, do you agree with that top three, and do you have any changes to yours? Uh, I definitely went Murphy. I gave Murphy a nine, and then I had a stack of people on eight, so I'll change it up. Weedering just didn't put a foot wrong. Blanketed Ben King. I know there wasn't heaps for him to do, but he couldn't have done much more. Jacob Weedering. And then I'm going to give a bit of love to Jack Martin. Just clean and greasy conditions. He's yeah. just, he's unbelievable, Jack Martin. Just what a player. And, you know. Honestly, what a player. And I know we had to give up the house to get him, but um, <laughs> he's just phenomenal. He really is a phenomenal player, Jack Martin. He is. He is. Uh, he is so much better than, honestly, what I expected him to be. He has exceeded all expectations. Oh, 100%. And I think he hasn't even, yeah. he hasn't even peaked yet. Oh. He's how old's Marty? Be 24, 25. Oh, yeah. When he's, you know, yeah. 27, 28, this guy's going to be next level. He's going to be magical. How good's footy? How good is footy? How good is footy when we're up and about? It's great. My top 3, obviously Murph's in there and I'm also going to give Murph, you know, I'm going to give him a 10. It would be a 9.5, but yeah, I'm going to just give him a 10. I thought I thought he was brilliant. I mean, he would have had disposal efficiency flying through the roof last night. I couldn't... I think it was... He went at 75% of 28 touches. You can't yep, ask right. for more. Awesome. You can't ask for more. So he's in, my, he's in my top three. The other two, I always like going different, giving a couple mentions. Michael Gibbons, I yep. thought he was outstanding. He had the two goals, 20 touches. He also went at uh, quite a high efficiency of 78% for the 20 touches. So you can't ask for more from him either. It's pretty good. And... Another one who I'm going to go now, he featured in our bottom three earlier in the year quite a bit, but Jack Nunes, he was just... He was the doctor. He kicked a goal. He had the 23 touches. I don't think you could be asking for any more from him on a wing, and he was just fantastic last night. He was the link in the chain. Yeah, I, I was a... You know, I was almost staggered, really, at how well he played He's last night. such solid footy, Jack Nunes. He is. He is. So that's... Yeah. That's my top three. I will. I would like to agree with you guys, though. Cripps and you know Harry and phenomenal Martin. All Ed Kerno had a shout. Yeah, yeah. We, no, we actually have to give a bit of love to Ed Liam Kerno. Jones. Oh, Liam Jones was unbelievable as well. It's you know that was as good of a team performance. I think. Yeah, it, we didn't have yeah. any passengers last. No, nah, we didn't. And and I mean, we usually do a bottom three. Maybe we can touch on a couple of players who we could have asked oh, for more of. I think of, we've kind of touched. I, I think Peter Net Petrescu Seedon, maybe. Yeah, like, I, probably... I, I, don't, I don't want to do a bottom three. No, nah. not not because you yeah, know we've won and we don't want to do a bottom three, but just because I don't think I don't think there were a bottom three. No one really warrants. I don't it. think anyone stood out nah, as being nah. you know below average last night. No. Yeah, look, I yeah, really, I think we touched on it earlier. I think it was, yeah, it was really tough trying to think of a bottom three. I, I honestly couldn't really think of. Obviously, we mentioned Samo before, just uh, cleaning up his disposal. Um, I think there was a couple of people that maybe need to clean up their disposal. Like I saw, you know, I know we gave Cottrell some up before, but, you know, he went by, I think he went 41%. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, I, th- I think Cottrell, I don't know if we can expect Polish from Cottrell. I think he's yeah, going to be a bit of that rough and the hack type of player. Mm. Yeah, that's fair yeah, as well. I think, uh, I think in terms of him, he also had zero tackles, which yeah. kind of is is a bit concerning. But you know, he did have a great second half, so I think it was a tough one. Um, but yeah, I couldn't. I struggled. I struggled to try and think of a bottom. Yeah, yeah no, that's fair enough. We like we like those types of weeks. Yes, we do. Now, Porty, next week. 
is probably the biggest game Carlson have played since that elimination final this against is, Richmond. This is our 2020 elimination final. Now, we've got the yeah. Pies. The Alex for Solo Cup. Yes. We like to dub it. The uh, well, Let's give a bit of love to one of our own. Let's we'll call it the Jordan Russell Cup. Okay, I like Jordan Russell. The arch yeah. rivals. Now, Porty, let's say... Well, is McGovern going to be available? No. So McGovern's not available. Let's say Cunningham's available, because I think well, he will be. So this is... I, I think Cunningham has lost his spot to Fisher. Yep, I do yeah, agree. I agree. Well, I was going to say, who comes in? Are there any changes? I can't see any changes. I mean, I, I feel like Teague's the kind of coach who doesn't really... Besides, I think, this week where we had Jack Martin had to replace Honey, it wasn't... You know, it was a bit unfair to Honey. I didn't think he played bad last week, but I think this is... Teague's the kind of guy who just kind of, you know, if you're playing well, he won't really you know, try and muck anything up. I think that's why Fisher didn't get in the team until now. Yeah, like, that's fair as well. I think, yeah, I, I can't see any changes. Maybe if he didn't, like, I mean, I think the ruck battle will stay the same, but maybe he might make a change in that regard. But otherwise, I can't really see any changes. That's fair enough. I, I think we'll go unchanged. I'm going unchanged as well. Potty, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. We look forward to catching up. Very soon, and look, if we get the win over Collingwood, we oh, may we may have to boy. crack a couple of beers open over Zoom. I know, obviously, the stage four restrictions yeah. can't do it in person, but don't worry, we'll make up for it when they when they ease the restrictions. But yeah, thank you so much for yeah. coming on the show. It was great to have you on. A little bit of insight into the rivalry in your household, and look, we'll be in touch during the week, and looking yeah. forward to our game against the Pies. Yeah, very excited. Cheers for having me, and. Uh... Yeah, go Blues. Josh Port there, Porty. He's a great man. He's a fellow blue bagger, and he's. I love the story, the rivalry. I mean, but we've always said we don't understand how someone can just, you know, change and go for Gold Coast. But we respect Porty's brother, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're the ones with the last laugh. And, yeah, yeah great to have Porty on the show. We'll definitely get him on again in the future. Now, blue baggers, we... Sent out the tweet. We asked for your questions last night on the Twitter sphere. If you're not following us on Twitter, we are at Blues Footy. Give us a follow and connect with us. Send us a message, ask some questions, and we'd be very happy to answer them on the show. The first one is coming through from Jacob Town. Now, for those who missed it on last week's episode, Jacob won our giveaway, the Carlton Respects Tea. Yeah. Now, don't worry, baggers. If you didn't win the giveaway, they're still available on the Carlton Shop Head over to the Carlton shop and you can purchase your Carlton Respect Tea giveaway for a fantastic cause and definitely, definitely get around it. The question, though, from Jacob is, drop Levi for Gov if he's fit? Question mark. Murph, Gibbons, Martin were spectacular and the back six just dominant. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be dropping Casbolt, to no, be honest. neither, neither. neither. Um, I definitely like, would like to get McGovern back into this side because I do like McGovern, but um, no, I'm definitely sticking with Casbolt. Tony Mosca said, This felt like a more professional and clinical performance. I do agree with that to start off with, Tony. He then said, Not so much intensity, but a lot of belief. What do you guys think? It, it was. They just backed... I actually said to a mate before the game, you know, he asked me how I thought we'd go. I just said, like, If we play, our footy will win. Because I think we are a better team than them when we you know, play our best football. And that's, absolutely. Actually, and that's what happened. Yep, absolutely. No, that's a fair call. Uh, Big Daddy Bagger, we love him. He asks a question every week and we love it. He said, Should we be concerned... We have five 30-year-olds in the team. Is this a false dawn when the rest of kids come through, or is it clever development? Well, no, because I think you've still got to have that balance on your list. 
Actually, I think I, look, I think it's clever development. As long as they're playing good footy, and I know Jed and I, and we'll save it for our list analysis episode, but we actually did our Carlton under-25s team. We did. And that under-25s team still reads pretty competently. I, I think it would just about be, if not the best, one of the best under-25 teams in the competition. Yeah. Now, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Bolt. We are having a massive edition of the show midweek. We don't usually do a midweek edition of the show, but we've got a special guest on to go through the list with us. We're going to have a list analysis episode. It's our second edition of the list analysis. Uh, We did one after round six. We're going to do one now midway through the season after 12 games for us. So looking forward to the edition of the show midweek. And yeah, make sure to keep your eye out for it and tune in. But I actually think going back to Big Daddy Baggy's question, I think you know, this is what we want. This is, you know, we want that balance. So, and I think you could go through our list right now and you'd have the direct replacements for Simpson. You'd have for Betts. You'd have for Murphy. Betts is probably the only one where we don't know just yet who would come in if he goes out. Yeah. It's probably Cunningham. It is Cunningham, But it's, yeah. it's, he doesn't play the same role. No. So that's a role that we probably have to fill. Maybe Honey, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, another question's come through here. It's from Baz. Paul Babasa, the great man. He says... Easy show, boys. Apart from the poor kicking at goal, the rest was clinical. Such a such a dominant performance. Teague, ten out of ten game plan, and boys executed really well. Twenty two contributors. Murph, awesome. Yep. Baz, you've just summed it up perfectly. Exactly. Twenty two contributors. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. Arthur O'Brien says the Tom Williamson show gains momentum week to week. This is the player Carlton has been looking for for ages. He's a ripping kick. Hard, quick, across the ground, and nails tackles. Thoughts? I, yeah. I said it before. He's the best tackler in our team. Yeah. And yeah, that's Arthur. I'm going to give that a retweet, actually. Such consistent footy. Such consistent footy. A lot of love coming through for Tommy Williamson over the yep. questions. We're not going to get to every single one, but I will acknowledge Definitely that. Definitely is a theme of the week, though. Definitely. His rapid improvement this year. Yeah. Andrew Malici says, Is it me, or whenever we improve in one area, we drop in another? It changes every week. We improved in ball movement and control, but just seemed to drop it in front of goal. On a positive note, thought we played well across all four quarters, which is a first for a long time. Yeah, no, nah, it was just a complete four. We, we just, we, the only, I th- and I guess this comes with, you know, goal kicking accuracy. We kind of couldn't bury the game as quickly as I would have liked, but we didn't really give them a sniff. Yeah. They yeah. never looked like winning the Gold Coast. Yeah. Dave Brooks says, Simo retires when he is done. End of story. Thumbs yep. up. Yep. Completely when, agree. When he wants, when he decides, because you know what? You've just got to trust him. If he thinks he can go on, then you back him in. And if he says, well, you know what, guys? My body's cooked. Then fair enough as well. But I completely agree, Dave. As long as his form's not wavering, there's, you know... And this is why I was a little bit disappointed with the Dale Thomas treatment last year. As long as the form's there, who cares? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Joel Rembach says, do you think sacking a goal-kicking coach was a good or bad idea? Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. I mean, it's not like the club had much of a choice. We, You know, financially, the club was in quite a bit of strife, I believe, after the, you know, the whole COVID first wave. So, I mean, it probably had to be done. But, yeah, I mean, you'd like to think they'd be looking at employing a new one for 2021. That is for sure. Uh, Yeah, but good question, Joel. Uh, Eulan Morton says, can we do a GoFundMe to get Sav back? Yeah. (laughs) Sav, where are you? If you're listening, Sav, come back. (laughs) Tim's trading. I felt like that was a great win after the highs of last week. Noon's best game this year. Definitely agree. Walsh, more composed with ball each week. Agree once again. Keep playing De Koning. Agree. This is a great tweet, Tim. 
Uh, next week is huge. Is huge. Like Massive. a final, we will really know just where we sit versus the Pies and the Giants. Pumped. Yep. They are the two big games. Yeah, Collingwood and, and GW. Because that's the spot we want. And you know what? Spot. If you lose both games, you probably don't deserve to make it anyway. Yeah, these are the 50-50 if games. if you win one of them, it's like, well, you know... We, you know, we're a real chance. Yeah. Jonah Wise, he says, if our back department was fully fit, who would the six be? Also, would love to see vision of Setters field kicking compared last year to this year. Unbelievable improvement. So, first, I'd just like to say that's a great point. Setterfield's field kicking is yeah, it is massive. You know, significant, significant improvement. And we've been speaking about it the whole show, and I've been harping on about how he just goes for the best target every time. So, I'm glad you brought that up, Jonah. And yeah, our back six, I think this is probably it, fully yeah. fit, except, I, I as, still, as we said, Newman, Newman probably comes in for SPS, yeah, is that? I, I just, yeah, I just, well, I think Petrovsky Seaton's going to play, because it's probably maybe, at this stage, Newman for Cottrell, you know, potentially something like that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. But that, th- that's probably what I, it is. But I think, in essence, I just think March Bank, he just doesn't have a spot at the moment. He doesn't, and, and you said it and last week, his, his, spot, his spot's probably made redundant. Yeah, he's just been clearly pushed out by um, Plowman and Williamson. But Blue Baggers, uh, we have been reading the reports from our scrap matches, and from you know all reports, it sounds like Marchbank's being trialled on the wing anyway, so maybe they're trying to... I think the club acknowledges that he's probably not going to get in the team yeah, it's gonna be in the defence, so you know, shuffle the chess pieces and see if he goes all right on a wing. Christian Chapcoon says... The management of our squad has been genius. We have players coming into fitness in the next few weeks seemingly at the right time, in brackets Cunningham, Marchbank, Dow, McGovern, etc. Mm. So do we play our best side week in, week out, or manage players? Got to win. Got to play to win. Yeah, I don't think we're in a position to manage players. Playing to win. Yeah, you just, you've got to play to win. I, I definitely agree, but that's a really good point. It is, but we are going to have... We've, we've, we've actually had a pretty friendly fixture in terms have, of day's but, break. But we've got four players who are all capable coming into fitness now. It's, it's a yeah. good point. It's no, a it really is. good point. We've got depth. Well, no, something we, we, we haven't had. We definitely do have depth. Jay Strag Sr. says, Who makes way for McGovern to come into the team for the Collingwood game if he's fit to play? Tough decision to be made, but how long has it been since we have had to make such a call? Great sign. Feel bad for the player who will miss out. Now, we know it's not going to be against Collingwood, yeah. but... It's going to probably be against GWS or Sydney. Or Sydney. So it's going to be I, interesting. I, I think it will be um, Pitonet, but time will tell. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Bibis says, Is it time to try someone else at halfback and release SPS so you can start hunting the football? I don't, nah, I just... I don't like him in the midfield. Uh, it's a really tough one. Yeah, I just is. don't like it. Yeah, it is a tough one. <sighs> I don't just, know. Cause he, cause we, I'd like to see. I'd first, like to see him in the midfield again before we, I can make a comment. But we did for his first three and a half years, and he just never got his hands on the footy. Mm, yeah, it's true. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's a very it's very like, interesting. You know what I mean? It's not like we've never seen it before. Yeah, no, oh, it's it's such a tough one. It's such a tough one. I know. And, and we spoke about it last just week. Just the gap between his best and worst is so stark. Yeah. It is it is concerning, that aspect. Tim W says, I'll put my hand up and say I gave up on finals two weeks ago when we lost to Hawthorne. Looking at the run home now, I think, I'm think i thinking I went too early. What percentage chance do you give us in making oh, finals? Oh, putting a number on it. So, Tim, I'm not going to give you a percentage, but what I will say is if we are able to beat Adelaide and Sydney... And if we're able to beat one of Collingwood and GWS, I think we're a serious chance. Would you agree, Bob? I've just got a horrible feeling we're going to beat Collingwood and GWS and then go into that game against Adelaide 
And that game, that game's going to be a nightmare. But, but hang on a second. That game you, is going to be a if nightmare. If you beat Collingwood in GWS, know, it's fine. Lose to Adelaide, you know. It's, no, it's, but no, no. As long as that, we... That, 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 we that's, need three wins. No, I think three at the minimum. Three so, at the minimum so to, to three, be with a, with a chance. So three gets us to nine and eight, and then it will probably be a game of percentage. And then, obviously, if we, if we win four, we'll make it on ten and seven. <laughs> that's, that's a bit scary to think if about. we get four we, of them. It's, I know, yeah, but it's, to be honest, I, and it's one of those things, fine, like for a young team like us to finish, to, you know, fall into eighth and, you just know. Just get the it, experience. But, but if we get belted first week, that's not healthy for a young team to get probably belted. probably not. And so, obviously, I'd love to be playing finals. Do not get me wrong. I'd love it. But I can handle having a positive win-loss ratio and finishing ninth or tenth. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's no, an ama- If they go nine and eight... And happen to fall out on percentage, nothing we can do. Yeah, yeah. Because no, we have pinched fair. games this year, but I think we, we, the fact we're in the conversation with five games to go. Yeah, it's is, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Edward Trembath says, have we put the Walsh Rankin King draft thing to bed for now? Well, from my end, we have. It's yeah. not even close anymore. Yeah. Brenton Patterson says, the connection between the midfield and the forward line was much improved yes, this week. it was. Love that they lowered their eyes. Great call. Jack Martin makes such a difference oh, to our side. How good is he? We're so close to being a dominant team. It feels like the pieces are coming together it is, really it is. nicely. I know. We nearly finished the jigsaw. Yeah. And yeah. we'll let you know when it's finished. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God, I know. But no, they were good last night. Because they hadn't had a great four or five weeks. I know we pinched a couple wins against North and um, Frio. But the fact we actually went out there and, you know, won the game, you know, convincingly on our terms is yeah. exactly what we needed heading into this season-defining patch. Yeah. Shane Grenfell says, solid back six at the moment. Where does Marchbank fit in when fit? Well, we've touched on it. I he think, doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't think he does, unfortunately. Steve... Patsias says, good win. The most comfortable I felt all year watching the Blues. Question. Petrovsky Seedon has been really down the last couple of weeks. Eddie was okay, but also has not set the world on fire the last month. What do we do with them? Cunners needs to come in, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I actually thought Betts played pretty well. He just... He just I, I a, think a as A couple well. of errors. He looked... As how in about... he got himself into the perfect positions. Yeah, I know. I actually thought Betts was good. Obviously, just he dropped those couple of marks, which would have maybe gifted him another goal or two. Which would have been huge for him on the statue. What about him just, you know, See, with selling, paddling the yeah, ball, selling oh cat through the legs six Harlem times, globetrotter stuff? Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. It he would have been awesome if he could have finished operates, it off. But... Operates on his own wavelength. Yeah, bets. he does. He really does. There's no one quite like he's him. He's just in the game. so unpredictable. Yeah, and he's impossible to defend. Yeah, he's impossible hard. to defend. He, I thought he actually. I know he made a couple of blues by dropping those marks, but. I thought he played well in the grand scheme of things, Eddie. Oh, definitely. You know, he got himself into the right positions. Cobra says, for the future, do you do Charlie, Harry, and Kaz and have Eddie, Fisher, and others in there? Or do you put McGovern on and off? Because I think our forward line is pretty good at the moment. Mm, Charlie Kernow is going to add a bit of an interesting element. Well, this is the thing, you know, regardless of how we go this year, we'd be going into next year expecting to make the finals. Yep. And if you add Charlie and Newman... I mean, and, and McGovern... And, and, and Cruiser. Know, Cruiser and Marchbank, if he's going to play. You know, fresh faces just add so much depth. I mean, the bottom four in our in our team right now, I would say, are pretty good. They're pretty good or players. They're, or they're playing well enough, yeah. And I mean, that just adds depth. Yeah, no, you know, bringing know. Cruiser, Kerno... I'm not sure how the forward line's going to operate with, you know, Mackay, McGovern, Kerno and Casbolt. And Silvani. And Silvani. Silvani is the most underrated out all year. He is. I, yeah. I, 
to but me. That's, but that's the thing. If he was available, he'd be playing reserves like Fisher was. Call me crazy. I think Jack Silvani is better than Mitch McGovern. I'm not going to call you crazy because I'm sure a lot of people share that sentiment. I think he. I think Silvani has been just the most underrated out. No one's really given it He's, a heap he, of he thought. Had a, and he had a magnificent year last year. Silvani. He did. He became so important for us. Yeah, but it's great that these guys have to. It's great that there's just no automatic reprieve for these guys. Yeah. Uh, John Gauchy said, Do you think Russell's two years at the club are starting to pay off less injuries as the past and able to run out games? It's actually a good call. It is, because we haven't had that many injuries. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, you know, Mackay and McGovern have been on and off with the soft team. Martin had it, but they have. We, we haven't had, you know, major ones, I guess. It's, oh. But if you look at our list when he came in, there was one year where it just got... I mean, there were two years. It just got ridiculous. Oh, well, so you, Matt Shaw, played. Yeah, and there was, you know, do you remember that time where Casbolt and Cruiser... They yes. said they're both out yes. for six weeks. and they both played the next week. They came back the next week and played, and then they got injured again. Yes, yes, yes. It was ridiculous. Lucas Avramov says, Boys, did we tag Noah Anderson? Completely shut him mm. out. Also, is SPS needed? I think he's trying to say, does he need a rest? Can we have Marchi, Plowman, and the other Tolls in our back line against a smallish Pies forward line? And can we play TDK and Pitto again? We can play them again, as long as there's no other third tall forward. Yeah. That's in the Ruckman. Marchbank won't play against Collingwood. Um, no, Anderson. It's yeah, yeah. And Anderson's, Anderson was magnificent against um, Richmond. That was his best game of his career. Did Kerno? Kerno didn't go to him, but did no, Kerno maybe have, pay him a little bit of attention? I wouldn't have thought. Nothing, nothing that I know. I just think he struggled to get in the game. Yeah. His team right. didn't have a lot of the ball. I think it was the fifth highest disposal differential of season 2020 last night. Chris says, assuming everyone is fit and we have nine days break, do we go in next game unchanged? The four-day break after part seems a more logical time to rest blokes. I say we don't. We either drop players on form or they are out injured. Not the time to manage. Yeah, it's not. Got to play for form. Yeah. Got to play for to win. Got to play to win. Nick Strag says, loving the fact that Teague hasn't gifted one game to yep. one of those youngsters this year. How good is it? Look at DeConning, Williamson and Cottrell. All had to fight for their spot. Reckon it's paying dividends now and will be good for the likes of Dow O'Brien going forward. Thoughts? It, it will be because I actually... It's a fantastic call, Nick. My favourite tweet of 2019, or my favourite tweet of my own, yeah. um, was that I tweeted after the St Kilda game in round nine saying that the fact that we have, you know, the names I dropped were Petrovsky, Seaton and Dow playing every single week without any consequence of, you know, fear of being dropped, was the biggest issue under yeah. Brendan Bolton. Yeah. And now that, you know, we've got guys that just, you know, are straight... Who, if I told you two years ago that Zach Fisher would have to spend eight weeks in the reserves to get back into this team, you would have laughed. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's it is good. good. Uh, Jordan Wilkes, not really a question, but a huge shout-out to Liam Jones. He won two big 50-50s in the first half that started a sequence to goals. Super coach points won't notice it, but our scoreboard does. Yeah, I love him. I love Liam Jones. Yeah, he's so do I. He's beautiful in the air. He's not my favourite ball user, but he just dominates the air We don't airwaves. need him to use the ball. Just punch it, mark yeah, it. I, no, I love Liam Jones. Phil Crawford, he says, Do you blokes think Simo goes around next year? Reckon his last month has been great. Even if he plays 10 to 12 games, the knowledge he brings will be great to development of the young blokes. Yeah, I think it's dividing the fans a bit. I'm all for Simpson playing next year. As, in, as long as his forms, you know, are remaining at a pretty good standard, then why not? Yep. Adam Clancy says, Willow continues growing each week in confidence. Who would you compare him to if he keeps fit and hits his ceiling potential? Well, Heath Buck yep. made a really good call yep. last week on our show. Braden Maynard. Yeah, no, it was, it was a very good comparison. I'm happy to stick with it. Yep, let's say Braden Maynard. 
Mitch says, that one right there is for the Murph haters. Different class tonight. The boy still has plenty of good footy left in the tank. Up the baggers. Yeah, I like it, Mitch. I yeah, like no, it. he was very good last That's night, awesome. Murphy. Who do we prefer to win tomorrow, Doggies or Melbourne, in terms of the ladder positions? That one's dogs. from Mert. Dogs. Yep, yep, I think dogs. Because, and I'll explain why, because Bulldogs still have their bye, still have to play West Coast and Geelong, and Melbourne's last six games... I think the best opposition they've got is St Kilda in those six. So yeah. Melbourne's probably more likely to take that spot. So that's the spot we want. So yeah. we're happy for the dogs to win. That is fair. Well, those are all the questions that we've had come through Blue Baggers. We have left a couple out, but I think we answered them through other people asking similar type of questions. But just before we leave the show, something just came to mind, and we haven't touched on him. But this man, and Bolt, you'll probably work out who I'm talking about very quickly... Since our Essendon game, where we beat them by a point, yep. this man in our back six, I don't think he's put a foot wrong. <laughs> and you know who it is. I mean, we he was, you know, he was probably the whipping boy. But Lockie Plowman and Bruce McAvaney said last night in the commentary, Mr. Reliable. Did he? Lockie Plowman, I can't believe it. I cannot. He is playing such good football. And the kicking. When he gets the ball, his kicking is brilliant as well. We live in crazy times. No, but seriously. <laughs> I know. He's playing good for, he's, since, I'm, I'm, he's playing good since footy. Since the game against Essendon, he has been unbelievable. It's just reliable. That's all it is. Just don't make... He absolutely shut down Michael Walters last week. Yep. And I don't really know who he was playing on for the majority so of last night. It was, like, it was night. very hard to know the matchups down back, just because the ball just wasn't spending enough exactly. time there. But what I did notice is Plowman was just everywhere, you know, intercepting. And he's kicking. He was hitting targets. I mean, I, know. I think he copped a lot of flack if after his first third, couple of games this year. If he came third in last year's best and fairest, I'm scared oh, yeah. to read the votes this year. <laughs> Honestly, but... Yeah, no, seriously, I think he copped a lot of flack after the first month of this year because he wasn't in great form. But tell you what, he has lifted out of sight since then. And yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout out before we end the show because I, I always love just, you know, giving the players who deserve of a mention a mention. So yeah. yeah, and once again, the theme of Tom Williamson in the questions was evident and, you know, we've got a player there for years to come. Bolt, another edition of the show, Done and Dusted. Make sure to tune in to our midweek edition of the show this week. It's coming up. It's our list analysis episode that will be released midweek. So keep your eye on our social media platforms or subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure to subscribe so you get the notification when we drop our next episode. Blue Baggers, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Blues Footy Podcast. Bolt. We've got a nine-day break, and we've got a. Big, we're going to soak up this win. We're going to back to business. We've got a big game next weekend. Big game, and once again, Gains in the, the words enemy. of Patrick Cripps, the Blues are back. They've Go the Blues! That they've been playing against the famous old guy.